We're learning the Sikha and Chelek, Yudzayin, Emmer Beis, page 248. In Posik, Koli Karmel Loi Soichlu, Adaviyachem Es Karben, Bechol Meshvisechem. So the Pasuk here speaks about the Isser of Chodosh, that you may not eat from the new grain, whether it's bread or parched grain, or it's uh, in the oven. Either way, you're not allowed to eat it until they bring the carbon of Oimer. And the Pasuk says, Bechol Meshvisechem, in all of your dwellings. What's the meaning of all your dwellings? There's an argument amongst the sages of Yidin. Some learn from here that this Isser of Chodesh, not eat from the new grain until the carbon oymah is brought, is even for the grain that grew outside that it's Yisrael. It says all your dwellings, wherever you dwell. But others say, the words only comes to teach that this mitzvah not to eat from the chadosh is only after they inherited the land that's Israel fully and they settled the land fully it was fully conquered and divided so only applies in that it's Israel. But the Torah uses the expression of Moshe Vesechem to say that it was only after 14 years when they conquered and settled the land fully, that's when the mitzvah or the Isser of Chodesh applies. So those are the two opinions that Rashi brings. So the first thing the Rebbe begins with is, why is Rashi Bechlal explaining the words Bechol Moshe Vesechem? The Lechayre is the Taich Einfach. Seemingly, the translation of these words in all of your dwellings is simple. In wherever you're living, wherever you may be settling, no, no difference. In addition, this expression of is written by other mitzvahs as well. And from those mitzvahs, there are those that are written even before our posik. And by most of those mitzvahs, Rashi doesn't explain what Bechol Meshvesechem means. So why does Rashi have to explain the meaning of Bechol Meshvesechem over here, unlike the other places? So this is the answer. The Rebbe says, is move on. The answer to this is understood. When it says, regarding the Isra of eating blood, so there Rashi says, Why does the Torah have to say, Since this is an obligation on every person, individually, and it's not an obligation that's related to the land, it's not something that's related to what grows in the land. So the Torah tells me that this is an Isra that applies anywhere in any of your dwellings. That's the rule of a mitzvah which is chayvas aguf, and not a chayvas akarka. Mival tas chodosh is nitkin chayvas aguf, not chayvas karka. So chodosh is an iser regarding the produce that grows in the land, and it's not just an obligation that lies on an individual, on the person. Unachme bepashtos is the iser from chodosh vabundim mitnoimer. Simply, the iser of chodosh is related to the carbonoimer. You're not allowed to eat from the new produce until you bring the carbonoimer. And the Torah describes the carbon oimer that it's to be brought from the first harvest of it, of this land, of the land. If so, 
this Isra of Chodosh should not apply in all of your dwellings outside of Eretz Yisrael. It's a Chayvas Karka. It's related to the produce of the land. Rashi. So the Rashi comes and tells us, as Nevertheless, Yesh Shalom Mikan that Chodosh, this Isra of Chodosh, does apply even outside of Eretz Yisrael. The translation of Bechomesh V'Seichem is simple and literal, meaning wherever you're dwelling. And their Pasuk Kumtaka learnen, as Chodosh is a Yaitzim and a Klal, that's exactly what this Pasuk is teaching me. That Chodosh is an exception of the rule, and even though it's connected to the produce of the land, nevertheless, Chodosh is his Chayvis Karka, from Desvegen, nevertheless, is this Noyig Bechomesh V'Seichem. That's why Rashi here has to bring this Chiddush, this interpretation of the Pshad of Bechom It's not self-understood because it's a, it's a mitzvah which is related to the land. And nevertheless, the Teir is coming and telling me that it's a mitzvah that applies everywhere. If so, the question is, Is the Pshad fun is with the erst the pirish from yesh shalomdu alam ayshava is oich chutzala aret. So now, since this is the simple pshat of the words b'chol meishvisechem and all of your dwellings, like the first opinion that Rashi brings, even a chutzla aret. Favaz brengt Rashi oich dem zweiten pirish as b'chol meishvisechem ne meint nor eret Yisrael avla acha yerushav yeshiva. So then, why does Rashi even bother to bring the second pshat that interprets the b'chol meishvisechem to mean only in eret Yisrael? And it means after you settle the land, this pshat is not the simple meaning of the words simply is coming to clarify that although it's a chayvas karka, nevertheless it's a mitzvah that applies in all of your meshavis. That's the taich, the simple pshat of what the Torah is teaching me here. So why does Rashi bring the second pshat that says that Bechomesh means that the mitzvah is only in Eretz Yisrael and then we're interpreting Bechomesh not like the usual pshat, that it means after you conquer and settle the land. The kashia is noch starker, the question here is stronger. Shengeret filmal, it was already explained many times, as Bishas Rashi is Maisif and Zokt Friyet. When Rashi brings two pshatim, and before he brings the two pshatim, he gives an introduction and says, Before he actually explains the pasuk, that there is two or several interpretations. So why, did he, why does he give this introduction? To let you know before that there's going to be a few interpretations here. You'll see for yourself. Why does Rashi do that? What Rashi is emphasizing is, both pshatim that he's about to bring are equal. There are two ways that I look at this pasuk, and one doesn't have an advantage over the other. On dosva said as maktim ein pirush farin sveitin is the far of a mekendach netshrayim beide pirushim bevasachas. The only reason Rashi doesn't bring one before the other, or the order that there is in Rashi, is simply because he can't write them both at the same time. So therefore, Rashi gives you the introduction that there's two pshatim here, and they're both equal. So, if the, so we understand over here regarding this Rashi as well. But then, but Rashi is Maisif Maktim, with the fact that Rashi adds and then gives the introduction. Regarding 
the Pshara B'chomesh V'seichem, so the Chachme Yisrael argued about this. Is that Eisen Tzizogin, what is Rashi writing this for? As the Tzveite Piddish, L'lamash L'nitzav al-Achodesh, Af El-Alach al-Yerushiv Yishivim, Second shot that says that they're only commanded on this Isra of Chodosh after they conquered and settled, settled at its Yisrael is nit weiter from derech hapshat vide erste pirish as bechomish v'seichem meint alu meshavas oich chutzlaretz. It's just as much in the pshat of the pasuk as the second shot, which says that bechomish v'seichem refers to all meshavas, including outside of Eretz Yisrael. Or actually, that's the first shot, right? So the second shot that Rashi brings, that B'chomah Yishvaseichem refers only to Eretz Yisrael, and it means the time after Yerushiv Yishivah is not further than Derech HaPshat, then the pshat that says that B'chomah Yishvaseichem includes even Chutz Laretz. So the question is, why? Why are these two pshatim equal? Lechayre, seemingly. Even if we'll say, as Rashi Dav bringing them Tzveitin Pirish, the reason Rashi brings the second shot. That it's referring only to Eretz Yisrael is the far violating Ersten Pirish is not understood because there is a question on the first pshat. Havas zol chodesh was this chayvas karka noig zayin oich bochutzal aretz. Why should chodesh, which is in fact a chayvas karka, be something that's relevant and it's a mitzvah even outside of Eretz Yisrael? It goes against the usual rule. We came in, so then we understand why Rashi brings the second pshat. But the question though is, we came in as their pirish in Bachomash Vesechem, Laacha Yerushiv Yeshiva, that the second shot at Bachomash Vesechem does not mean literally in all of your dwellings. It's only in Eretz Yisrael, and there's a different shot only after you conquered and settled the land. Laacha Yerushiv Yeshiva is always gehalten in Derech Hapshat, pumped with the pirish Hapashatanal from Bachomash Vesechem. It's on the same level, as far as Pshat is concerned, as the first Pshat that says that B'chomesh V'seichem literally means, like what it sounds, B'chomesh V'seichem was Oich Zayn Pirish B'chol Mokim. That's always the Pshat in B'chomesh V'seichem, in all your dwellings, wherever you are, in Eretz Yisrael, out of Eretz Yisrael. So how could Rashi put the first and the second Pshat together on the same level, as far as fitting into the Pshat of the Pasik, if the first Pshat is the literal Pshat of the words B'chomesh V'seichem, and the second shot is a sort of sounds like a drosha, that it refers to after you conquered and settled the land. So the explanation here is as follows. In the Isser of being Masaris, a Behema or a Chaya, which it says earlier in this week's Parsha, this should not be done in your land. So Rashi explains why does the Torah say Ba'artzachem? Does that mean that this Isser to be Masaris of Behemah and Achaya is only in Eretz Yisrael? Is Rashi of them Mefarish Lekach Nema Ba'artzachem? When the Torah writes this word Ba'artzachem, what does it mean? Lerabais Kol Asher Ba'artzachem. This comes to add and say any kind of animal, kosher, non-kosher, whatever it is, any kind of animal in your land is included in this Isser. Narashi explains, why isn't he interpreting the Pasik in the simple Pshat? That this is an Isser that applies only in Eretz Yisrael. We can't say that this Isser applies only in Eretz Yisrael. This is an Isser that has nothing to do with the land. It's an Isser that lies on the person, on the individual that owns these animals, not to do this. We have a rule. When it comes to anything that's an obligation related to the person, nothing to do with the produce of the land, that's an issa that applies both in Eretz Yisrael and out of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore Rashi is saying that we're going to have to say that Uba'ar Tzachem here is not to be understood literally. 
Vartzachem just means that it includes all kinds of animals. Zet Menderfun. So what do we see from this Rashi? This cloud that something which is a chayvus aguf is relevant is you have to fulfill whether it's an in Eretz Yisrael or out of Eretz Yisrael is a zoy stark is such a strong cardinal rule as oichem pshutei shal mikra is meant to leave them mafkia them vort paartzachem for them pashta optaych. Because of this rule, we're taking the pshat of the word ba'artzachem that it's only in your land out of the simple pshat. Kedai does on the dynastid it's in klal. In order that this word on the pasuk should not be a contradiction to the klal that says that this is a mitzvah that should apply anywhere, not only in Eretz Yisrael. So this shows us how powerful this klal is. Because of this klal, we're ready to bend the simple pshat of the word ba'artzachem. Unda is nitefal, and as we see here in the words of Rashi, this is not a case as tzalib ashverekait in derech apshat. Bereng Rashi adrash was his miyashiv divrei amikra dovet dovet aleifanov. This is not a case where Rashi is bringing a drash which is not the pshat of the pasuk. It's a drash that is the best way that we could interpret the pasuk, but it's not actual pshat. Rashi doesn't say that. But in Rashi the montnis montnit as the pirish kol hashabartzachem is adrash. Rashi never says that the pshat that he's bringing is only a drash. And Seichin to fill in it on as the Piddish is genumma von Razal. He doesn't even tell you Amru Rabbi Sein or something like that. Merazoktis in sein signum from pshat. He interprets the Pasik right away this way without giving any introductions. This is the pshat of the Pasik. Leuten derach pshat beitzich der Taich in According to the simple reading of the Pasik, we have to change the understanding of the word Ba'artzachem. Not like the usual understanding that would mean that the mitzvah is limited only to the land. In order that this word should not be a contradiction to the fact that this is a chayvah sagov and therefore it should be even outside of Eretz Yisrael. So that's how powerful this klal is. If so, the fun is verstandig. So we understand the same is also true regarding the second half of this klal. As the chayvah's karka. Anything that's an obligation, a mitzvah, related to the land, ain't in a heges That's something which is only applied in Eretz Yisrael. As der klal, darf masm sein umetum. So this klal, the rechoyves karka, is only a mitzvah in Eretz Yisrael. Has to be applied all over. We always use this klal. There's no exceptions. Oich ben in der chapshat, darf man zu lieb dem beiten dem teich von avart. Even if this forces us to change the meaning of a word. Not like its literal translation. The same is over here true when the Torah writes regarding a mitzvah, which is a chayvas karka. Rashi is not satisfied with the first pshat, with the literal pshat of that it's a mitzvah that's actually in all of your dwellings. Even a chutz l'aretz was as heipich from the klal as chayvas karka since it goes against the rule that a chayvis karka is only in Eretz Yisrael. So therefore Rashi brings the second pshat, that Moshe Vesechem simply means only after you fully settle the land. According to this pshat, it's not the literal meaning of there's an advantage in this pshat because it's not a contradiction to the klal that it has to be only in Eretz Yisrael. 
Al derech pirish hanal in baratzachem loisasu. Exactly like we saw in the Rashi of baratzachem loisasu, where Rashi sort of bends the simple pshat of the word baratzachem in order for it to fit with the cloud that a chayvas aguf is even a chutzlaretz. So now, Aber, so now the Rebbe will explain why we have two pshat in Tov. Aber oich der pshat is nitglatik. The pshat that says that b'chol meishveisechem refers to only Eretz Yisrael, because it's a chayvas karka, but it means after you settle the land, is also not smooth. But the Rebbe brings the Rashi, Eich the Piddish, and therefore Rashi brings also the Pshat as Mikan Shachodosh Noyig Bechutzalaretz. That from here we see that Chodosh, the Isser of Chodosh, is even outside that it's Yisrael. In the simple, that's the simple Pshat of Bechol Meshveseichem. Ba Bechol Meshveseichem stayed by Kama Mitzvus. As mentioned before, this expression of Bechol Meshveseichem is by many Mitzvus. On Om Metum, in all the other places, without exception, Maintes as the Chiv is Oich Bechutzalaretz. The meaning of Bechol Meshveseicha means that it's also outside of Eretz Yisrael. So this would be one exception of the same word that says in many places. Kumtais as the Pirish Bechol Meshveseichim do, as the Smeint Lacha Yerushim Yeshiva, according to the Pshat that Bechol Meshveseichim means after they settled, the land is a Yaitzim and a Klal, from all the other places in the Torah where it uses the exact same two words of Bechol Meshveseicha. So that's a question, that's a big daichek. The far brings Rashi, oich the Mershtim Piddish. So therefore Rashi brings the first pshat as well. That Bechol Meshveseichem means in all your dwellings, including outside of Eretz Yisrael. So there's a difficulty with this pshat and there's a difficulty with the other pshat. So they're both pshatim are equal, as the Rebbe will explain now. The myth is fashtandig, vidi tzvei pirushim from Rashi, zenen shkulim in derech pshat. The two pshatim Rashi brings in Bechol Meshveseichem are equal. They're equally, in, in uh, going into the words of the Pasik, Rashi gives you the introduction that because they're equal. You basically have the same kind of question on both of these pshatim. As is Whether when the Torah writes the words here, it's an exception of what usually it would mean. That, that according to the first interpretation, that the Chiv of Chodesh is even in Chutz Laretz, an Oisnam from them Klal. So it's an exception of the rule. And in Pshat, as Rashi brings it, anything that's a Chayvas Karka is only in Eretz Yisrael. So it's an exception of that rule. On the other hand, as the Taich from Bechomesh Yosechem, it, it, uh, so then it would come out according to the second shot that the actual translation of Chol Meshusechem ayeitzim naklal from the Taich from the Verter and Ala Andre Erter in Teira from all other places in Teira it's an exception it always means in all your dwellings and here it means only in Eretz Yisrael after you conquered and settled the land Vuesmate everywhere else it means in Ala Meshavus Oichutzalaretz so therefore Rashi is saying we have two pshatim and the difficulty with both pshatim is the same. That it's a yaitzim and a klav from the way we usually would interpret b'chol meshveseichem. Vibalt as ditzvei pirushim zanin shkulim im pshat akosim. So since both of these pshatim are equal, cannot talmid memulach fregen. So a sharper student will ask the question: Vazanin disvaris from the bali plukta. Was like ene kum b'chol meshveseichem learning as chadash noig b'chutz laaretz on like nitzveiten nar baaretz laache yirushiv yishiva. So what is behind this argument? If there's really no way to determine which pshat is better than the other, so what is the basis of their argument? Whether B'chol Meshusechem is only in Eretz Yisrael, 
or it's even a chutz laaretz. It's daited on Rashi the Azbare in them durch nutzen dem loshen nach lekuboi chachme Yisrael. Rashi hints to you the explanation of the relative advantage of one pshat over another by saying chachme Yisrael. That these are the sages of the Eden that are looking at this and understanding different approaches of how to explain this. Not the usual language that Rashi uses when he says that it's Rabbi Seinu, that it's our Rebbes, our teachers that argue about how to interpret this Pasik. The myth is Meramez, so with this Rashi is hinting. As the Nechleku, the basis of their argument is Fabunden, Nitmit Limut Pshataksuvim, Rabbi Seinu. They're not arguing about how to interpret the words in the Pasik, because as we pointed out before, as far as that is concerned, both of the Pshatam are equal. So what determines if I choose one Pshat over another? No, mit and that's what Chachme Yisrael are. The basis of the argument is to understand and analyze and see and to evaluate the character, the feelings of a Yid, Chachme Yisrael, the Chachomim that look and evaluate a Yid when it comes to this Isra, to this mitzvah of Chadash. That's what the basis of their argument is about. If we'll understand what the content of the mitzvah is, so we'll see that the argument is based on evaluating regarding Yidin how this mitzvah is fulfilled. The beer in them, so the explanation here is as follows. So let's first look at the chlal, the union of karbonus. Yet the carbon after vecken by mention abashtimten hergish nafshi. There are many different kinds of karbonus, and it's not just simply bringing a physical behema on the mizbeach, but it's also about evoking in the person a certain feeling in connection to the carbon that he brings. Behesem to them teichin from them carbon. So for example, by carbon chattas va'asham agifil from charate tshuva. When it comes to Achatas and Asham, so over there, there has to be a feeling of remorse and Shuvah. It's about thanking the Eibishter and so on. And the Rebbe, so when a Yid brings a Karben, what's demanded? It's not just about the physical animal that's brought in the Mizbeach. That a person has to concentrate and think and focus on connecting his heart to Hashem in the carbon that he brings, in one of these ways, whatever the content of the carbon is about. So as Rashi himself, Allah Teireh, brings this concept, that the main union of the carbon is the Yechavan Eslibay. And thus is Nitafke by a carbon Yachid. This is not only true about a carbon that an individual brings. Oich carbon Tzibor, also the carbonists that are brought by the Tzibor for all the Klal Yisrael, by Yede Yachid, was is the Chatel von Tzibor, the Regesh Behesem zum carbon. Those karbanis as well have to evoke in a person a certain feeling and connection to, uh, to the, what's happening here in this carbon, whatever the carbon is about. Ledugme, by the karbanis tzibur, v'zene mechaper, if aveiris ayochid, there are certain karbanis tzibur that are there to atone for an aveira that an individual did, so that demands of the individual to, to, remor, to have remorse and to do tshuva on the aveira that he did. So this is also true about karbanis tzibur. So applying this over here, regarding the subject, we're speaking about the Iser of Chodosh until you bring the Karb Noemer. The Iser Tse'esen Chodosh. So the Iser not to eat from the new grain. What's the reason? The Pasuk says, So the very first grain that you harvest should be brought as a Karb, the Karb Noemer. What is this Karb all about? What's the content of this Karb? So 
So this is supposed to bring out from a person the recognition and the feeling as the embraces from all seine Sachen muss man bringen la Hashem und er noch kann sein Teichlo. You have the grain that grows. So what do you do with the very first grain before you eat for yourself? Bring it first as a carbon today, Bishter, and after that you can go and take for yourself and eat. That's what the carbon is about, simply. So now the question is, wie bald, ob es als der Eimer wird gebracht, nor von Ktsirah, the carbon Eimer is only brought from the harvest of Eretz Yisrael, der Kotze von Eretz Yisrael, und bemeil ist, dass man eure, nor die Jeden, von dem wir keimest und wannet, wir mag bringen dem Eimer. If so, so this awakens and connects Yidin to this mitzvah, this carbon oimer, only the one that the carbon could be brought from their grains, only from Eretz Yisrael. Stellt sich der Scheile, so the question is, wie wird Oti Akara, as Reishis Ketzirchen, gehört zum Eibishn? So how do you bring this recognition, that the first of your harvest belongs to the Eibishter, a Reishkerufen, by the Yidin, was gefunden in Chutzlaretz? How do we evoke this feeling and this recognition by the Yidin that are in Chutzlaretz? From their kotzer, from their harvest, there's no carbonoma that's brought. So what, uh, what can be with those yidin and The same objective should be necessary to remind the yidin, awaken them to have that feeling and recognition that it all belongs to Hashem and therefore the first goes to the carbon. But if it can't be brought from chutzlaretz, so they're sort of excluded of this entire Indian. Then in them, Faran, Svei, Shittis, by the Chachme Yisrael. So here is the argument between the Chachme Yisrael that evaluated what is it and how do you include even the Yidin of Chutzlaretz to also feel that the, the first, the Reishis, belongs to the Eibishter. So Ein Shitte is the one, the first opinion is, as Oich Zei Zenen that although true you can't actually bring the carbon from the harvest of Chutzlaretz, but the Isra of Chodosh though is applied even to the Yidin of Chutzlaretz. They're not allowed to eat until that carbon is brought. So since it's going to be forbidden for them to eat the new grains until that carbon will be brought in Eretz Yisrael, so this will remind them, and this will bring them, since they're waiting, it will bring them to the recognition as Reishis, they're waiting for the carbon, the Reishis, to be brought as a carbon. Although it's not actually, the carbon is not actually brought from any harvest of Chutzlaretz, but still, the very fact that there's an Issa, that they have to wait until that carbon is brought, is what includes them in this, uh, to bring them to this recognition that everything belongs to Hashem. Is, but then there's a second opinion here as Adarabe. No, on the contrary. There's another way. Other Chachamim saw this from a different perspective. And they say, no, that there's another way how to include Yidin in even a Chutzlaretz in this recognition. How do you bring out and uh, awaken within them this feeling that the first goes to Hashem, is It's not by placing a prohibition on their new grains if the carbon can't be brought from the Oymer of Chutzlaretz. So then, there's no, the, the Isra of Chodosh does not apply to either. Not other Rabbe, on the contrary, what you do is, Das Gufe, was die Felder von Yidin bechutzlaretz, seine Nitten dem Gerde von Brengen dem Oymer. The very fact that those fields and those grains of Chutzlaretz are not within this category that you could bring the carbon from it. And since you can't bring the carbon from them, so therefore the Issa doesn't apply either. 
der weckten sie an eine Kennung von sehr schwaler Matze. This will awaken within them to realize how far and low they are, that their grain is not even fit to be brought as a carbon. Nit sein roi zu dem Akrovis Oimer. It can't be brought for the carbon Oimer. Um bemelen nit nisachadash. And that's the reason why the Issa doesn't apply either. So this is not because they're on a higher level, because they don't need this. The Yidin will realize that being a chutzladet is because we're distant. We're far from the source. We're in a place where we can't, we're, not a lot, we're not befitting to bring the carbon from our grains. And therefore the Issa doesn't apply either. On dia kadaf und se shvalamatsev. So when they'll realize and internalize the fact that they're further, that they're lower, this itself will bring out within them a desire as by Zay Darfn Zain be yes their gefeel was to aim a roof that raised by the Yid Funarit Israel. So the Yidin Khutzlarat will realize that it's not that they're exempt from this and they can just not pay attention to the message and the point of what the carbon bimer is about. On the contrary, they have to work even harder. The Yidin Funarit Israel, their grains are fit to be brought as a carbon. And they fulfill that mitzvah. The Yidin that are far, because they're further away and they're even in a lower place, so they have to even work harder to instill in themselves this recognition that everything belongs to Hashem because they can't bring the carbon. The carbon is not going to do the job for them. So they have to bring out, a, there's a deeper chuke and a harder work for them to then come to this recognition. That's the second opinion of the Chachme Yisrael that say that the Isra of Chadosh is only in Eretz Yisrael. So this concludes the Hasbar al-Pipshutah Shalmikra, including this Remez of the Lashon that Rashi chooses, Chachmi Yisrael. From here the Rebbe comes to explain these two opinions, al-Pipnimi Yisrael Yonam. Al-Pi Anal, Kemenoich Mazbezayn, Bipnimi Yisrael Yonam. We could explain in a deeper level, Pavos, Rashi is Maktim, then Piddish, as Chodesh is Noeg B'chutz Loretz. Far then Piddish, as Chodesh is Noeg Nor Baretz. Why does, does Rashi bring first the Pshat? That the Isra of Chodesh is even a Chutzlaretz, before he brings the Pshat that the Isra of Chodesh is only in Eretz Yisrael. Chodesh benidn didan zanabedi pirushim shkulim in derech hapshat. So, although we already explained before that Rashi simply couldn't bring them both together and they're both really equal. On Rashi is makdim ein pirush far and zweiten de farva mekendach nit shreibim de zwei pirushim bevasachas kana. That's the only reason. From deswegen, but nevertheless, vibalt as yeder inyan in teiris bidiuk. Everything in teiris precise. Is move on as the sezdoa me'en tam. There has to be somewhat of a reason. At least even on a deeper level, why Rashi brings the first pshat before the second pshat. So here the Rebbe will explain beautifully in Avedis Hashem what's the seder of these two pshatim. The the difference between these, both, both of these Pirushim and as far as what it accomplishes for Yidin is. The first Pshat. So we're trying to include the Yidin and Chutzlaretz in the idea of what the Karb Oymer is about. To have the recognition that the Reishis belongs to Hashem. So the first Pshat, the approach is that we do this, we include them by Asering their new grains. Where does it reach? Who, which part of the person does it touch? The body, the Nefesh Bahamas, which food relates to him. The fact that you're saying that you're not allowed to eat these foods, that's not something that 
awakens and affects and touches the neshama. Nor beikin dem gufen nevshabamis. This is related to the gufen and nevshabamis, which relies on food. So this is to sort of give a reminder for the gufen and nevshabamis that wait, the food that you have, it really all comes from the Abishter, the guf and the Nefeshabahamis should internalize this point and the wait until the carbon is brought and then he can go ahead and eat from the new grains. That's the first shot. Focused and directed to the guf and the Nefeshabahamis. That's Veitoifen, then comes the second shot. Durch sein, Mushlul von Akravas, Oimer, as the Rebbe explained before, by negating and saying that it's not even fitting at all to bring the Oimer from the grains of Chutzlaretz, and also not even being included in this Isar of Chadosh, so you can continue eating. You don't even have to wait. But what really this does is, this only awakens a greater desire. To elevate yourself and reach even with a greater might to the same recognition and feeling that it's easier for the Yidin of Eretz Yisrael to attain, being closer, being able to bring the carbon. So those that are further and can't bring the carbon, and we don't include them in this mitzvah, it only awakens by them a deeper feeling and a deeper power to actually come to this recognition that the Yidin in Eretz Yisrael have. So we're, what, which part of the person are we addressing by this? Here we're reaching and touching the neshama of the Yid. And it's the neshama that expresses this desire to come and to be high, as close as the Yid and Darana Yitz Yisrael. As the Lashon of the Pasuk that it says regarding a neshama, It's the spirit of the Adam, which is the neshama, that ascends upward. So those are the two pshatim. The first shot of the Chachm Yisrael is the approach to deal with the feelings of the Guf and the Nefshah Bahamas, to include it in the Isser at least, in order to internalize this idea that everything belongs to Hashem. The second shot is focusing on addressing the Neshama, to awaken the desire of the Neshama to come to this recognition, to want to go higher. So therefore we understand the order of how Rashi brings both of these Pshatim. That Anaib, the beginning is, what's the first step in a person's Aveda? The Ershtipirish, Aschalas Aveda, the beginning of a person's Aveda. Then the Gov, the Nevesh Bahamis, Zenenach Betokfam, if his body and his animal soul are still very strong. So, what does a person have to do? Dafmentana, Zelachipuulis, was Virkin of them Gov, Nevesh Bahamis. So, you're going to have to have something to quiet down and to bring the message to the Guf and the Nefshah Bahamas. That's the Issa Chodosh that pertains to the Guf and Nefshah Bahamas. On Erj Denach, and only following that comes the second shot, Kemen Tsukumen to them Zweiten Stufe. Then Zweiten Pirish, now you come to the next step. Once your Guf and Nefshah Bahamas is quieted down, you can take the next step, which is to, to Poyal Zain, if Nefshah Lekis, to now awaken the desire and the stronger Kayach of your Neshama. Second shot, by not including the Yidin and Chutzlaretz at all, actually evokes a deeper feeling of the Neshama. So this is explaining regarding the Yidin in Chutzlaretz, the two Pshatim. But now the Rebbe goes to another detail of the two Pshatim. The Chilak Tzvish and the Tzvei Pirushi Rashi, the difference between these two Pshatim that Rashi brings here, is Nitna Benegei Chutzlaretz. It's not only regarding the Yidin and Chutzlaretz, Tzidartan is Noeg Isachadosh, whether the Isra of Chadosh applies in Chutzlaretz or not. The two Pirushim is also a difference regarding the Yidin that are in Eretz Yisrael itself. And what's the difference? 
Kepidah Shabbos. According to the second shot of Rashi, Bechomash Vesecha means you have to wait until after you fully settle the land. So the Isra of Chodesh only starts at a later point. Or that the Isra begins even before the land is fully settled. The words B'chomesh V'seichem is saying that Chodesh is even a Chutz L'aretz. So B'chomesh V'seichem means in Eretz Yisrael, as soon as you enter into Eretz Yisrael, you don't have to wait until you fully settle the land. So there's a difference here in the Yidin that are in Eretz Yisrael. At what point does the Isra Chodesh begin? According to the explanation that we said before, we'll understand these two differences, whether the Chodesh is Noyeg in Chutz or not, and the difference regarding Eretz Yisrael, whether it's Noyeg right away, or you have to wait until the land is fully settled, they're both connected to one another. The difference that we explained before, in the two approaches here, is nitna b'shaychas to the Yidin of Chutzlaret. It's not only a difference in how you include the Yidin of Chutzlaret in this, nor oich b'negeya, the Yidin in Eretz Yisrael. It's also two different levels, two different approaches regarding the mitzvah as it applies to the Yidin in Eretz Yisrael. And here the Rebbe again will point out how it goes in order of the two pirushim. The Yerash Teshito Pirish, the first pshat and explanation, which as we explained before, is focusing on how do you reach the person in his body, in his Nefesh Bahamas, to come to this recognition. For a yid to come to this recognition that the reishis belongs to the Eibishter, this is not a recognition that comes so much through the carbon oimer that's brought to the Eibishter, no mitzadem iser achilas chodash, was the name by the iser, the iser itself, the fact that you forbid a person of eating the food, that's something that wakes up the guf and the nefesh Bahamas, as we explained before. And so therefore, So therefore, according to this opinion, the Isra of Chadash begins immediately when the Yidin entered into Eretz Yisrael. Before the Yidin fully permanently settled in the land, in the holy land of Eretz Yisrael, you don't need the holiness of the land, the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, in order to begin with this mitzvah. If it's something that's related to the Neshama, so then you have to wait until you permanently settle Eretz HaKadosh in order to be able to start properly the Aveda of the Nefesh HaLakis, the Kedush of the Nefesh HaLakis. But over here, in the first Shitta, we're talking about a person that has to affect his Guf and his Nefesh Bahamas to come to the understanding that everything belongs to Hashem. So that's right in the beginning. You don't, it's not necessarily related to when you fully settle the land. Even a yid at the beginning of his Aveda, he's not yet on a high level to start feeling the message of his Neshama and the Kedush of his Neshama. As soon as you enter into Eretz Yisrael, so you have to start dealing with your goof and the Nefesh Bahamas, not to get caught up by what, what it sees in Eretz Yisrael and think that it belongs to me, but to have that kara that everything belongs to Hashem. So that's the first pshat, that's the first uh, approach to make the Isr as soon as you enter into Eretz Yisrael. But, but according to the second pshat, so you're going already a level higher, as the Ikiv was bringt Yidin to the Akara now, 
the main point that brings Yidin to this recognition that everything belongs to Hashem is the Akrava von Oimer. It's the actual carbon Oimer that's brought in Eretz Yisrael. It's the carbon. Was the name, the Nebuchadnezzar Kiss. The Karma Oimah that's brought, this is addressing and uh, awakening the Neshama that's connected to the Karma. So when is the Neshama sensitive enough to be able to be awakened, to feel and to connect to the message of the Karma? So this mitzvah, according to this aspect of the mitzvah, according to this opinion, applies only after the Neshama, the Yid, is fully settled in Eretz Yisrael, and then you could take from the Kedush of Eretz Yisrael, then the, the Neshama is ready to come out, the person is ready to connect to the Ebishter, not only with his Guf and Nefshem but also to the reveal the Kayach of his Neshama.